0: Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends, spending time with our wonderful Lord. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3-5, through five, and we're studying the Thessalonians who are contagious. They have contagious faith, they have contagious love, they have contagious hope, and the more real we are, the more contagious we become. You know, God is our witness and knows our hearts. What kind of motives does he see in each one of us? Once someone questions our motives, it's hard to keep going. We can all fall into the trap of doing the right thing for the wrong reason. Our pride wants us to look good in the eyes of others. Why we do what we do is vitally important. There are some attacking Paul and Silas' motives for coming to Thessalonica and preaching the gospel. They accuse them of seeking popularity or riches or fame or other orators were living that way and making a decent living in cities like Thessalonica and Laodicea and Hierapolis. Now, Paul wanted to set things straight in this portion of his letter to the church. The word exhortation itself conjures a wonderful motive, comfort, encouragement, strengthening their friends in the faith. Exhortation means we are here for you, to help you, to love you, and to comfort you. Pastors today who lovingly exhort as they preach are loved by their congregations and honored by God. We are Godlike when we learn how to exhort and comfort the way God does. Here is 2 Corinthians proof. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Paul's preaching was a privilege given to him by God himself. God trusted Paul, Timothy, and Silas to faithfully preach the gospel message. So Paul took some time to explain why he did what he did. Number one, no deceit. No enticements or allurements to deceptively get you to do something you don't want to do. Number two, no impure motives. No motives contaminated with selfishness or greed. No faulty reasoning for personal gain. Number three, no trickery. No deceitful guile no tricks, just the gospel truth, no manipulation to change your mind. Number four, no flattery, no smooth talking false praise to get you to follow without question. And number five, no greed, no pretending to be friends just to get their money. The second we detect a selfish or improper motive in our own hearts, we need to attack it immediately. Or as one famous lawman said, nip it in the bud, nip it. God focuses less on what we have done and more on why we have done what we have done. Impure motives wrap supposed good deeds with wood, hay, and stubble, which all burn quickly. Pure motives are normally packaged in boxes made of non combustible gold and silver. Paul's purpose was to please God and not men. Ken Carrier, the president of the Wilds Christian Camp, has coined the following phrase just two choices on the shelf pleasing God and pleasing self. Now, I like to add, if self you choose, then you will lose. If God's your choice, you will rejoice. All choices come with rewards or regrets. For instance, when we choose to sin, there will be obvious and sometimes long-lasting consequences. Remember, we can choose our sin, but we cannot choose the consequences of our sin. When our hearts are desiring what God desires, God is pleased. Acceptance is addictive. Living on the fence is a dangerous way to live. People pleasers need to keep in mind the twofold truth found in our passage today. Number one, God tests our hearts. God examines our heart motives to see if they are worthy or not. God inspects why we do what we do to see if it is motivated by a love for self or a love for God and others. God knows what we love most. Number two, God is our witness. God is omniscient and omnipresent. You cannot hide anything from God who sees all and knows all. And why would you want to? Paul was confident that he was preaching the gospel in a way that pleased God. The rejection, beatings, and imprisonment proved that he was not bent on pleasing man. In essence, Paul is saying, So, I hope you all can see that we were not preaching deceitfully or with any impure motives. We were not trying to trick you. We're just messengers. Our wonderful God entrusted us with the good news of the gospel. Please remember, our purpose is to please God, not people. God alone examines the motives of the heart. You know we never tried to win you over with flattery. And by the way, God is our witness. We were not pretending to be your friends just to get your money. God is our omniscient witness and knows our hearts. What kind of motives does he see in us? Hey, our time's up for today. I hope you've enjoyed the study, and I hope you kind of search your own heart to see what motives motivate you. Uh, But today is the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad in it. And I hope you have a good day.